All right, so we're back with uh, beer number two here tonight. Um, we're going to switch it up to uh, another local beer. Um, we're going to Mass Landing this time. Uh, this is one that I've talked about a few times uh, on the podcast and a brewery that I enjoy quite a few of their beers. Um, this one is called uh, Turn My Birthday Into a Lifestyle, um, which is a theme I can definitely get behind. Uh, I, I like to, uh, when I go to parties, I like to pretend that it's my party. Um, <laughs> now this is a, this is a cool can. Um, it's very eye grabbing. Uh, the, the label is basically, uh, completely gold. Um, and not just the color gold, it's actually like reflective gold. Um, so really attractive can and then printed on the can, um, you have little, um, cartoon versions of like champagne bottles and sneakers and watches, beer cans, um, dollar bills, uh, big shiny ass rims, you know, everything, uh, everything you'd want for your birthday, I think. I don't know. So, uh, this is a triple dry hopped, uh, IPA. And, uh, the, the thing that Brandon wanted me to point out about this one is that it's brewed in celebration of Vacation Land distributors, distributors, uh, fifth anniversary. Um, Vacation Land is apparently the distributor who, uh, puts out Mass Landing, right? Uh, yeah. So I, I actually had to do some research in this cause I'm not, I'm not too savvy on that. It's, it's kind of like, uh, when you listen to music, like I think of like when I listen to rap, cause I listen to a little bit of everything. And uh, like, I know, I know the artist that's, that's, you know, at the front of it, but I don't know the person that made the beats. That's, I, th- I think it's kind of this sort of thing. So, yeah. uh, they're, they're the distributor for, uh, apparently a lot of main breweries. And, uh, I don't know exactly cause I was just looking at the main page of the site. Um, but apparently they have a lot of ties to a lot of these big breweries. I was, pre- I previously talked about like Huffhearted and, uh, the Vale and some other ones. I saw they had their logos on there. So I don't know the full extent of that, but nonetheless, um, if they're doing anything to get get Maine beers out there and bring other ones in, I, I, I think they're doing a great justice for the beer scene in Maine. So that, and then I love Mass Landon. I mean, one thing that's pretty great about them uh, that I learned through their collab they did with Orno Bruin, uh, Go Blue, is uh, they're actually, um, I believe, if not the master brewers, but at least people from those breweries are uh, from our alma mater, actually, uh, UMaine. Both, yeah. both Chris and I went there. So, that's right. Yeah. Uh, College of Our Hearts always. <laughs> yeah, uh, really looking forward to this one. Um, I just happened to look underneath uh, underneath the can, and this was brewed uh, six days ago. So uh, excellent job, sir, and getting a fun. very fresh beer. <laughs> yeah, um, I I was just talking about this earlier. I think uh, the best beer you can drink is is the freshest beer you can find. Um, there's nothing like, no matter what, what beer it is or how good a beer it is, uh, there's nothing like a beer, uh, that's, that's incredibly fresh, uh, a couple days old, <laughs> beautiful. So we'll crack this guy open and, uh, see what we can see. So, uh, Brandon, this episode is going to air on, um, Christmas Eve. So what are you going to be doing, uh, on Christmas Eve? Uh, so I think, I think the plan, uh, Jordan and I, my fiance there, um, I think our game plan is just to stay home for the night. Um, we're going to kind of do our own Christmas morning sort of deal with our, with our cat, Nacho. Nacho. Um, yeah. Wonderful cat. Um, so we're, we're, we're just going to do our own thing. Slow morning, have, have breakfast and, uh, even got the matching PJs, you know? Ooh, I like yeah. it. Uh, but, uh, no, we do. We have to go with the old Buffalo plaid, man. You know how it is. <laughs> I like it. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll just start off the slow morning and then we're, uh, we're going to go to her, uh, sisters and be with some of her family for Christmas day for, for meal. And then, uh, 
I think the next day we're going to see my mom and, and my side of the family. So we cool. split it up so we get a little bit of everything, get some time together, get some time with each family. That, that's what it's about, you know, be with, be with all the families. Absolutely. Uh, what about you? Uh, yeah, so my Christmas um, is usually a big old drinking event. Um, <laughs> so usually what we do is go to my brother Chad's. Uh, we go on Christmas Eve and do that. And this is kind of like... Um, uh, it's, it's like our biggest beer share of the year. Basically he and I will, uh, snatch up whatever awesome beers we can find, uh, within, you know, a week or two of, of the holiday to try to share out. And, uh, we'll just kind of go back and forth and, uh, either share or do one of each of whatever we found, uh, drink those until the wee hours of the morning. Um, have a uh, do a do a poor excuse at putting together kids presents and (laughs) (laughs) usually get frustrated over that um be way too loud and uh yeah no it's it's a lot of fun uh it's one of my favorite times of the year um wake up be very hungover the next morning on christmas and uh watch my young niece and nephew open their presents uh, and then from there, um, I go recharge for a couple of hours and go meet up with my other brother, uh, and my mom and stepdad and, uh, and my brother's wife. And we get, uh, also get drunk again. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's usually a little bit less of, uh, a little bit less of an event and more just kind of like casual drinking. But uh, recently we got my brother Matt into some more craft beer and Emery, uh, again, increasingly getting into the craft beer. So my liver might be seriously injured by the end of uh, the holiday season this year. Yeah, I get those feels. That's uh, that's definitely me when I get together with my cousin Jacob, uh, which yeah. you, you, you have the pleasure of working Jacob, with yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, for him, though, his his uh, his poison is, uh, is whiskey, uh, particularly Canadian whiskey. The cheaper, the better. Um, and then for me, it's beer. And we sometimes it is whiskey for me, too. He'll he'll top me into it occasionally. And, uh, yeah, we just kind of feed off each other. Yeah. Um, I think everybody has one of those. It's like yeah. you just, you, you know, they, they, they're like, okay, you need to drink more. Okay, you need to drink more. And yep. uh, last Christmas, that's kind, of, that's kind of what we did. But hopefully keep it under wraps <laughs> a little bit because I got a, got a lot of traveling to do this year. And I, I do not condone. Do not drink and drive people. Do not drink Put and in drive, the plug please. again. Yeah. Um, very serious. Um so yeah, no, but I, I, I think it's going to be a good holiday. I get to be with uh, all the different family members and, uh, and it's, it's kind of nice, you know, you're bringing multiple families together and getting a little bit of each and, yeah. and, uh, what's nice is where I'm an only child, I get, I'm getting all these nieces and nephews from, yeah. from my fiance who has a lot of sisters, um, and with a lot of sisters, a lot of kids. So, yep. uh, it's good. It's, it's nice to get to see some youngins open up presents cause I think it's more it's more about uh them enjoying it, I feel like at this yeah. point. For me I'm just, you know, I'm just there for the food and the, the family time and right and all that. So yeah. I think uh <clears throat> I think these sorts of holidays too add to like your emotional tie, or at least I, I guess I won't speak for everybody else, but add to my emotional tie like with beer. So like yeah, I really like beer, but like these events where everybody gets together and has a drink or a couple drinks and uh, you know, it's no coincidence that we're spending quality family time together. Uh, so that, you know, I think that that feeds into, um, my attachment to like the beer share kind of thing that we, my brother and I do. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely try to save the special ones for that. Um, for, for me last year, it was, uh, just coincidentally the timing falls along with it was, uh, angels with filthy souls, Ooh, the, uh, yeah. the annual Porter release that, uh, that Bissell does, um, aged in bourbon barrels so there's there's that one um and then uh for me this year actually i have one of the variants of uh bourbon county brand stout yeah um 
I can't remember which variant I was going to save for that because I do have a couple in the cupboard right now. It's not the Mocha one, right? No, I, I already had that one. Um, God, what was the other one? That's the only one I've seen other than just the traditional. So they have, a, I think it was a wheat wine. So, so it might even be more like a barley wine. It might not wow. even be like a, a stout. I don't know. Um, I'll have to take a look at it. But it's, cool. it's pretty hefty. It's like a 15%. Ooh. So that one's probably going to be on the 24th when I'm at home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then probably something a little bit lighter fare for uh when i when i go to see see the family members and whatnot 15 percent holy shit yeah i know that's uh it's nothing to joke about there <laughs> put a helmet on yep for sure <laughs> <laughs> all right let's let's see what this beer is all about big contrast from the last one what you got well the scent's not as flashy as the can but no i'm i'm very interested to see what it's going to taste like yeah. i just just looking at the color, a um, little, little darker, not like that hazy golden that I was expecting with, as I expect with most IPAs, but yeah, uh, triple dry hopped apparently, so looks very malty just based on the appearance. It but, does. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see here. Yeah. Yeah. It looks almost like a, it's got that like, um, almost like coppery uh, orange color. It's, it's definitely, it looks to be more like an American or West Coast style IPA, um, but we'll see. Let's give it a shot. kind of floral yeah a def- definitely floral would be the first thing that comes to mind um a little bit i don't know it, it seems to be leaning more towards that like west coast than yeah of course i feel i feel like it's like an all or nothing phenomenon when you're like talking about beers in this area it's yeah. like oh it's, it's it's hazy and that's it yeah, yeah, <laughs> or, yeah or it's not um i don't know i'm gonna have to sit on this one a little bit yeah no we'll give it a minute i think if there's anybody who can um <clears throat> differentiate between a uh, New England and non-New England style IPA. It's people from Maine. Yep, because that's uh, that's. I mean, that's pretty much what you see everywhere around here. <laughs> but I just can't get sick of it, though. No, I I really can't either. I mean, I don't know. I I like switching up from time to time, though. Like I said, I I'm kind of like a jack of all styles. I guess I'll I'll drink whatever. Um, yeah, you do get a little bit more brave than I do. I think. Well, I mean, you kind you kind of just at a certain point. I mean, at this point, I've I've had you know plenty of beers. You've had plenty of beers. You you kind of fall into what you like. But yep. But at, early on, it was just a matter of like, okay, like have I had this type of style? No. Um, a style that took me a long time to get into is, uh, and I might butcher the pronunciation because I always use it. Goes or goza. Oh boy, I I just, you're an English I, major, I, so I feel like you, you should not, know this better I than me. Not. My wife's an English teacher, but uh, no, uh, I I always call it a goes. But I, yeah, I'm not claiming to be right. Nonetheless, um, that that was a style that took took me a while to grow grow on. Um, I think the first one I ever had was Otrevez by uh, Sierra Nevada. Yeah, and it's I think it's very polarizing because it's it's just very very salty. Yeah, which I mean is is kind of it's true part, of that style. It's part of it, yeah. But um, I tend to like the ones that have like a little bit more fruit yep. in them. Like there's there's a few that have had like lime or or some other fruit that really just kind of offsets that a little bit better. Um, another one, like, I, th- I think it's polarizing ones like Otrevez. Yep. Um, another one that's kind of along those lines, just a lot of salt is, uh, Pisces by Rising Tide. And, and I love their stuff, but th- that just, that, wa- that wasn't, that wasn't really my beer. Um, it took me a while to get in that style. But once I did, I was like, you know, I can see myself revisiting this. Yeah. Um, actually I think, I think Gozes are, uh, how I entered the world of sours. Like I, I avoided sours for a good long time and then, um, kind of, I don't know. It was explained to me once that a, a goes is like a sour with trading wheels or something like that. So, hmm. uh, yeah. And I don't know if that's true necessarily, but, um, I, I gave them a go and 
I don't know. I really don't. I really don't mind that saltiness in there, uh, along with the fruit flavors. Um, so I, I like the gozes, and then I, I kind of graduated to the sours as well. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I think I think just like a lot of different styles, it does take take some time to you know get acquainted with them and, and figure out what you do and don't like about them. Yeah, I think I don't know. I've gotten to a point where I think I could like. There, there's a lot of styles I like, but if I was to like lower it down to like my three types, you got. Your hazy dank IPAs, that's, that's number one for me. <laughs> Hazies. Um, your stouts with either coffee or bourbon that are 100% going to knock you on your ass. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Allagash White. Not, not a separate carriage, just <laughs> it's, Allagash it's White. It's its own tier. It's its, it's own tier. <laughs> it's its own thing. Um, but, you know, that's kind of what it is. It's very subjective. It's to each their own. Um, and you kind of find what your what your corner of the market is, what you like. And yep. and thankfully, um, there's enough breweries that do enough of a variety that you're probably going to be able to find something you like. So Absolutely. Um, so obviously Allagash White is, uh, you're a huge fan. Uh, do you like anything else from them as much as you like Allagash White? Oh yeah. No, I, I, I like a lot of their other stuff. I think, I think Allagash White's easy cause the accessibility. Right. Um, but, uh, I think, I think aside from that, uh, Ghoul Ship, like a lot of the releases yeah. like that, those individual bottle ones. Yep. Um, What's nice is, I mean, you can go into the tap room and you get a pour of one of those. Um, they used to do the free flight system, but they've they've changed it up now. And you you can go in there and get, you know, like three four dollar pour of like something that you would normally pay like fifteen twenty bucks for. Oh, wow. for a bottle. So yeah. it's 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 kind of worth it. And it's it's just it's it's a cool vibe. It's a very very nice tap room. Um, aside from being aesthetically pleasing, I mean, just everybody's super friendly there. Yeah, you can do the free tours. Like I don't know, I've just I've always been a big proponent of it. Um, that being said, I'm not, I'm not going to say they're like exclusively my only favorite, but I just, Allagash White's always been one of my favorites just cause it's, I can go to any given bar any given night. And if I'm, I'm not drunk enough to be drinking Miller High Life's yet, I'll, you know, I'll have an Allagash White (laughs) and I'll I'll work my way to that. (laughs) Hey, Miller High Life's got its, got its place. No, I, I I say that. I mean, honestly, one one of my favorite beers that I'll, you know bear with me here um yeah one of, one of my favorite beers that i'll you know constantly buy on the side is like uh coors banquets I love, Ooh. I love coors banquets oh wow the the little stubby bottles of those <laughs> six pack of those i'm good to go i don't think i've ever had that actually uh it's the way i describe that beer um is uh that's like i feel like you should have a thanksgiving meal with it it's just it's a very okay. it's a very full body beer all right um for for being you know like one of your 30 rack beers yeah um, yeah but that, those are the type of ones I like, you know. And uh, I mean, I think I think everybody needs to have at least allegiance. If you're if you're a beer fan, you have you need to have allegiance to at least one of like the thirty rack beers. Yeah. For me, it's either that or Budweiser, really. So <laughs> it always used to be Bud Light for me, but I think at this point, I'm at I'm in like the PBR world, um, which you know, guy with a fucking ponytail. You can call me a hipster all you want, but uh, no, I, I, PBR is just smooth. It, it, there's nothing abrasive about it, and that's really, I think, all I'm looking for when I drink a beer like that. Um, for me, I, I didn't. I always, like I said, I've never had uh, the original Coors, but for me, Coors Light tastes like fucking blood and pennies. <laughs> so, so Damn. I'm not not interested in drinking some Coors Light. I hope uh, I hope the original Coors isn't like that. But no, it's 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 definitely a little bit different. I actually, it's funny you say that because I'm pretty sure Coors Light was the first beer I ever had. <laughs> How unfortunate. Yeah, it was uh it was an interesting experience. I mean, uh I don't know. Under 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 the situation where where I had it. Um I don't, I'm just trying not to incriminate myself here. <laughs> all right, all right. But uh, I mean, <laughs> you didn't drink 10 Natty Lights on this one, so you're, you're doing all right. Hey, I don't know. Natty's out there place, man. <laughs> Give me a fucking headache every time. Yeah. 
Speaking of which, I've actually got, uh, I think I've got two Coors Lights in my fridge right now uh, from like August. And uh, if there's uh, if there's any truth um, or backer for me to not be an alcoholic, it's that those motherfuckers have been sitting in there for a while, untouched. Those are company beers. If somebody wants to come over and drink a regular ass beer, they can drink one of those. But uh, nope, those are those are gonna be in there if you guys want to come over. Got two Coors Lights. Yeah, I always gotta have like one or two beers sitting in back in rotation, you know, yep. for a rainy day or yep. whatever, literally or metaphorically. But uh, back on this beer, man, mm. I don't know. What are you What are you thinking? I'm about halfway through the guy. I don't know. Um, all of a sudden, like I I think it's probably from the last beer, and I think I meant to mention this earlier about the last beer, but like my belly is getting warm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've had a couple high octane guys in a row here. Yeah. Well. I, I I have a tendency to gravitate towards things seven or eight and up. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I think I think I think probably the inherent flaw with having the other one first too is just like how much hops you add right in the face. Yeah. Um, that being said, I do I do like this one. Yeah. Um, I just I kind of I kind of wish I would have drank them in a different order almost. Yeah, my fault. Man, it is what it is, man. <laughs> um, you know you know what I'm picking up on this one is. Excuse me, like I said, uh, excuse me again, the, <laughs> the, uh, the, my original statement about the, uh, the floral notes definitely stands, but, um, what I'm picking up, like, in the, at the, the middle of, uh, my taste is that, like, dusty kind of, uh, flavor you get from patina, you know, patina from, uh, Austin Street. Oh, yeah. Yep. So take another drink and tell me if you feel that. And I don't know what that comes from, but that's... I, I can see it. I yeah. can reliably say that that's what I'm tasting right now. No, I, I, w- I would support that 100%. Um, Which I like. I like Patina. No, yes, I love Patina. Um, Austin Street, like, that's that's actually... I feel, I feel like I almost don't appreciate them enough. Like, mm-hmm. um, some, some of the better beers that I've had in the greater Portland area have been from them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think, I think probably one of my favorites from them was uh, uh, Rally. Which is, I mean, very light, yep. but for, like, your, like, summer oh. crusher type beer. Is that the one that's, like, 3% or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. I think they did, like, a dry hopped one, too, yeah. that I had once, and it was, it, it's solid. Like, I mean, it's, and that's, that's one of the ones you'll see in, like, regular rotation at yeah. a lot of bars. Um, what's nice about that area, I mean, they'll, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna find at least three or four decent beers from the, the area, at least. Oh, in yeah. Any, any Portland restaurant. Yeah. Um, that's just one of them, and, yeah, it's super, I mean... I, I feel like having a couple crushers like that's definitely definitely worth noting. Yep. And yep. a lot of these, uh, a lot of the craft breweries in other states, and I think it's starting to move closer this way now, are starting to put some of those like crusher type beers into like the fifteen packs. Oh yeah, that's true. Twelves and fifteens. That's they're, true. They're starting to appreciate the fact that hey, like somebody wants to drink like, uh, you know, a, a craft beer, but they also want it to be something light enough that they can like, you know, have a bunch of them and. Uh, I think the first brewery that I saw, I think it was like New Belgium had the uh, Day Day Blazer. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm probably butchering the name of it, but I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? yeah, I do. Yeah, um, they did that, and then uh, yeah. So I don't know. I th- I, th- I think it's pretty neat that that some of those like three or four percent beers that still you're not compromising the flavor, but yeah. you you can you can get the volume, and they good ones you can just sit at the beach all day. Yeah, or, or go out camping, go out doing main outdoor activities, whatever you're doing. <laughs> Yeah, like Founders has got the 15 packs of uh, all day. Um, I saw, actually, when I was just at Damon's a minute ago, um, <clears throat> they are doing, I, I forget what size can it is. It's like, a, I think it's like a 24, like a 24 ounce can of Brightside Lone Pine. Um, 
And then uh, back to the, you know, real light beers. Uh, one of my favorite, honestly, a real light, like dry hop session uh, IPA is one of my favorite styles recently. And um, I think um, 35 uh, from Definitive. Definitive, yep. Yeah, that is, I think that's my new go-to uh, super low ABV crushable beer. Um, the problem is the fuckers are like 14 bucks a four pack still. So you got to drink the whole thing and you still didn't save that much money. Yeah, that's but, bad. Uh, they're, they're super tasty. Love that beer. Um, kind of not, not to like jump topics, but just, just worth noting while I'm thinking of it. Have you had, uh, uh, a rant by them? It's, uh, it's their Conti Kolsch, but they like dry hop it and which sounds strange, but it's actually like delicious. It's one of my favorite beers. I don't think I have. Nope. Um, I don't think they have it out right now, but that's that's definitely one uh, I keep an eye out. It has like a blue and red can when they do have it out. Yep. Um, very interesting beer. I mean, because that's not one you don't see typically see a Kolsch that's dry hopped. But no. It works. That is cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are just so many good beers out there right now. And <clears throat> I don't know. I think what keeps it interesting is that, you know, obviously a lot of these are only available seasonally. Um, so it keeps you on your toes and... Uh, sometimes you forget about a beer that you like, and then a couple months down the road, it comes back into rotation, and boom, swap, uh, uh, you snatch it right back up and pick up where you left off. Yeah, I think as far as sessionable beers, um, back on that topic, uh, I think my favorite probably that you find literally everywhere in Portland is uh, Main Island Trail Ale from Rising Tide. That's a oh, really yeah. solid beer if you haven't had that one. Yeah, I actually had that at my wedding. Um, oh, no shit. Yeah, um, we did it at the Black Bear Inn. And uh, they, I forget what distributor, uh, Mariner, I think, is the distributor. Okay. Um, I keep an eye out for that stuff. <laughs> they, uh, they, uh, they have um, uh, Foundation and... Uh, Rising Tide. Rising Tide. Yeah. Yeah, and a couple others. So um, we had Main Island Trail, uh, is that what it's called? Main Island Trail Ale? Is that what it is? Yeah, I think it's just like Mida for short. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. So we had that, and then we had... Um, uh shit. Uh what's the what's the purple maroon um stripe can from uh damn, I can't remember the name of it. Man, I'm gonna blank on this too. You know what I'm talking about though? I don't. From uh from Foundation. Oh Foundation. Yeah, yeah. Purple and Oh Afterglow. Afterglow, yeah, yeah. Yep. Afterglow, yeah. So we had uh we had that and Afterglow at my wedding and the fucking reviews were through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I want to apologize um, in advance to any of these breweries if I'm butchering the names of your beers. Yeah. I, I I have the best of intentions. Uh, <laughs> usually, if I mention your beer, that means I like it. So, <laughs> yeah, we're not trying to slander your character. We're just we're just doing it. Yeah, just just drinking beers and trying to remember their names. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing bad to say about this beer. It's not rocking my socks off, but I'll I'm gonna give it a four. I'll go a solid four on this one. I was actually thinking a four too. Believe it or not. Wow. We're on the same wavelength. Shit. Yeah. I think so, man. <laughs> Maybe I need to downgrade it. I gotta re, I gotta re, uh, revisit my rating. No, well, I, I, I think, I think four. Is good. <laughs> no, four is yeah for me. Like I said, four is I'll, you know, I'll, I'll drink this again. No, no questions about it. So, I'll, I'll go for that. I'll go for a four. Yeah, no, I think I think my my rating scales semi similar to yours. I think for me it's like four, five, and up. I I, I would have the intention of drinking it again. Yep. Four to four. Four and four four point two five is kind of like like that was good. Yep. Um, I wouldn't go out of my way to try it again. Would okay. I drink it again? Sure. Yeah. Um, three seven five. It's like it's it's borderline. I'm like okay, like it wasn't it wasn't terrible, but it's it def- definitely not like yeah yeah. If if you're getting below like 
If you're giving below like a three for me, that's when I start dumping it. All right, which I, is pretty rare. I think we're on the same page. Then I, I think we're we're uh, that's pretty much verbatim what we're minds at. Um, you just gotta remember my volumes. Really yeah, high, that's so. true. I know. I know. So yeah, <laughs> my, better or worse. my like my my four is like okay, I'm gonna drink this again. Like I'll drink it again if it's round and. Like four, four and a quarter is like, all right, I'm going to seek this out again. Yeah. Uh, four and a half is like, this is one of my favorites. And then, you know, there's, there's that buffer between the four and a half and five. And then, like you said, like below a three is, um, I don't want this anywhere near my face. Yeah. Um, and then that, that range between like three and three, seven, five is like, all right, if this is the only thing to drink, then I'll, I'll drink it. (laughs) I think I got pretty good pretty quick though, as far as knowing like, like if it's like a brewery that I historically I've tried a couple things and they're just not like my thing. Yeah, I just won't go near it. So yeah. Like, and versus if it's like a brewery, it's like I have one that was okay, one that that I liked, one that was you know I'll give yeah. it a chance because there's some breweries that you know they sometimes they really hit the mark and some yeah. they don't. Um, and some of those ones are some of my favorites because they'll do they'll kind of push the envelope, and then yep. there's some things they'll just hit right on the bullseye, yep. and there's some they'll like they'll be way off, but at least they're willing to, you know, try that. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's like earlier when we made the reference to um, the Trillium flavors we, we talked about, it's like, you know, a lot of these breweries have, uh, they they have a common, like, underlying flavor to some of their beers. So you find that common underlying flavor that you find in uh, a certain brewery's beers and then you know that, you know, a lot of times when you go to the same style, you're going to find some of that. Like, um, another one that comes to mind is um, uh, Marsh Island. Yeah. So, like, a lot of their IPAs, you you could find the common route that gets you back to the pulp truck. You know what I'm saying? True. Yeah, I really, I, I think I think some of my favorites from them. I really I really love Gronk Spike. That was excellent. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, huge Gronk fan anyway. R.I.P. Gronk Spike. Yeah. Hashtag sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly though, like um, that, that that's a good point. Like you 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 kind of get a feel of what what that that signature flavor is yep. that if you're if you're sticking to the same relative style within a brewery. You're like, yep. okay, I know I'm gonna get that yep. sort of thing every time that I go here. So it's you know that that's what makes it old reliable for you. That that yeah. <laughs> I don't know where else going with that. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. We it'll, do that. We it'll do happen. We do that on this podcast. Mm. Yeah, man, this this can is super flashy though. Like, it is. Got money. Got champagne. Got watches. Got what look like Yeezys, but I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, they could pass for Yeezys. Beer. Yeah. No, this. I don't know. It is a really flashy can. I think that's what kind of what drew my attention to it. Yeah. Plus, just I mean, any anything that Mass Landon's names on, I'm I'm up for at least trying you know yeah yeah they're, they're pretty steady i've been like i said i've uh, had a couple of their beers on air lately and then uh they just seem to be one of the steadier breweries like if i'm gonna grab something random off the shelf they're they're there for it and it's usually good um i think i mentioned on a previous episode that uh, uh telltale is one of my favorite pails um so i i'm all about that and whatever else they're making i'm, I'm gonna give that a shot too did you ever have that stuff that I tried on the on the one episode about that? I have, yeah. yeah. I, I I liked that one. It was cool. Yeah, it was it was different for yeah. sure. Um I mean I think I think from them, my my favorite beer from them, which I think is pretty cool that their flagship's a stout actually is Gunner's Daughter. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Because I I feel like that's rare. Like most most breweries, their flagship's an IPA or a pale. Yeah. It's not a it's not a stout. So I thought I think that's pretty neat and 
I mean, for those of you who haven't tried that, it's a chocolate peanut butter stout, mm-hmm. um, which may sound gimmicky at first, but they they really nail it. Like, it doesn't taste artificial. It's pretty yeah. has that pretty organic flavor to it, um, and it's pretty low ABV. I think it's only like four or five percent. Like, it's wow. really not that high. Yeah, that peanut butter flavor is uh, is one that you can easily get out of hand with. I think it's uh, it can be pretty gross if if it's not done well. No, for sure. So tell me this, Brandon. How did you uh, how did you actually get into craft beer? Like, there's I I know for me there's a definitive uh, turning point where I started to like explore a little bit more. Um, what was that point for you? Like, was there a person or like an event that that kind of turned you on to the craft beer scene more than just drinking course banquet beers? <laughs> uh, so I would say, um, I'd say there's two people. I, like, there's a lot of people who've influenced my my interest in it. But I would say there's two people that I probably should give credit where credits due. Um, the first one was actually my big in my uh, fraternity Kappa Sigma. Mm-hmm. Uh, would uh, his name's his. Uh, Jesus, I'm skipping over words here. Um, his, his name's John, uh, but uh, as you know, or if you don't know, when you're in a fraternity, you tend to get nicknames. Yep. Some of which are great, some of which suck, some of which lack originality. Uh, he was known as Beard. Um, okay. And he he's very wise beyond his years. He's uh, actually one of my best friends now. Yep. Um, definitely gonna be in my wedding party. Um, nice. And he, uh, I just I just looked at him as like this like godly celestial being, even though he's like literally only a year older than me. Oh, at the nice. time. He just had like he just this had like massive beard. He just had this majestic beard, and I had like this little pencil <laughs> chin strap, and I was just like, wow, who is this guy? But he, anyway, he uh, he was the one that introduced me to not not like all like the the craft beers I'm into now, but he got me into like Sam Adams yeah. and and some of those other ones that weren't your thirty rack beers. Right. So he. He was the one that introduced me to it in the first place, and even now, you know, whenever he comes into town, uh, we'll we'll crush a few beers, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then the other person is uh, my friend Matt that I uh, I think I mentioned previously. Uh, we we went to undergrad together, graduated from um, exercise science program together, and uh, we just recently finished our last uh, didactic semester of PT school. Um, but we constantly back and forth, uh, just you know. I'll see a beer. He sees a beer. He'll send them to me. Uh, he's the one that actually got me on untapped because I nice. was not aware there was a platform for this. Yeah. Um, and I'd say shortly after I, um, you know, was into beer in general, he was the one that showed me that. And I was like, whoa, okay, there's more to this than what I realized. Yeah. Um, and then, then you get to explore. And then once we came to Portland for school, there's just, there's so many breweries. Like I got my first dose of it. Um, when I turned 21, uh, I guess I'll credit one more person. Uh, so my cousin's cousin, um, who's now a representative up in the county, but uh, he he took me out for my 21st um, to get a feel for breweries and, or really feel for bars, but like at first breweries, we start out the night pretty slow. Um, and we went to OBC. Yep. And uh, I was talking about this nostalgia factor earlier. And for me, it was uh, Ozone. So Ooh, yeah. Uh, that night... I'm trying to think. I think I ordered, I had no idea what I was doing, obviously, but uh, I ordered, I think, Kablam, and, uh, which I don't even think they make anymore. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, he ordered Ozone. No, I take that back. I took, um, I definitely, it, well, that wasn't right. Um, so I ordered the white nitro cream ale. Oh, whatever, yeah. Um, and he ordered Ozone. Yeah. And I was drinking it, and I was like, it's like, this is okay. Um, he, he was drinking ozone. He was kind of in the same boat. Yeah. Um, we were just, we were just, you know, sitting, sit drinking casual beers over a game of cribbage. Yep. And, uh, as people do. And, do. uh, after a few sips, I was like, I was like, I'll be honest, man. Like, this is okay. I don't think this is, this is it for me. And he's like, I'm kind of feeling the same way. He's like, you want to trade? And I'm like, 
yeah, let's do it. Uh, I took a sip of ozone. I was like, wow. Here we go. And uh, I mean, I think that was probably with the exception of maybe, I don't know what I had before that, like in the past that had mosaic, but that was like one of the yeah. first beers I had that I like was like, whoa, mosaic. Okay. The rest is history. Um, the rest is history. So like that, that's another one of those beers. Um, if it, you know, my rating on untapped is, <clears throat> is a five and it's, and it's going to stay that way. And it, you know, it's a quality beer in its own right. I don't know if it necessarily deserves a five, but <laughs> the nostalgia factor for me is like that, that was, that was the first major IPA I had that I was like, wow, this, this is, this is a really cool beer. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think the takeaway there is like, don't feel bad about feeling how you feel about a beer. <laughs> like if you, uh, you know, if you love a beer, like don't let somebody shame you about it. Like I've been, I've been saying that to Brandon today, but really I'm just giving him shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, going back to ozone, it's been a long time since I've actually had an ozone. I haven't seen it in cans in a while and, uh, I miss it. Cause I, I actually, uh, the first growler I ever got from OBC was ozone. I got it for Christmas uh, two or three years ago before they opened up the new place. I think I think that speaks to another point um, that, that that should be made is like if there's a beer that you know you you've had and you and you thought you liked it but you weren't really a hundred percent sure how you feel about it go revisit it because especially if it's something that you can easily access again because I've had many beers that that my opinions change for better or worse just yeah. by repetition yep. you know like I I do try a lot of new beers but. Um, as, as he mentioned in the discrepancy between my, uh, unique beers and my other ones, it was a pretty big gap. And that was because there's a lot of beers that if I know I like it, I trust what I like, go with what you know. Yep. And, uh, that's why the Allagash Whites and the Ozones and, and the Hydros, all those, I'll always go back to them cause they're just, they're good beers and I know I like them. So, yep. yeah. To put it in the, uh, the, the words of Paul Miller, uh, like what you like and you shouldn't feel bad about it. I agree. Yeah. He was a, he was a lot more drunk than I am right now, but <laughs> Sam, that's probably for the best though. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I guess you finished this one before I did. I did. I finished it. Yep. Let's see where I'm at. Here. It was good. It was good beer. I like it. My last little taste, though, was just a lot of mosaic and I don't uh, feel any bit bad about that. Nope. I'm all mosaic all day. Yep. I actually heard somebody bashing Mosaic once. I was like, bro, it's like, that's literally like the foundation of most like pale ales and IPAs. Like, where, why? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take away um, my qualifier a second ago. And if you don't like Mosaic, you can get the fuck out. <laughs> Anything else is fine, but yeah. that's that's the threshold. Yeah, we, we, don't, we don't take kindly to your type around here. <laughs> no, I don't know, man. I'm not going to sit here and pretend, though, that I can pick out a lot of hops. It's just really like... Mosaic and Citra, and I think yep. the the thing the thing I like about craft beers, no matter how many I've had, I I kind of like learning more about it. Yeah, um, and I've done that a little bit through. I've actually done some home brews with my friend Matt. Nice. Um, he has the equipment, and I I go over and I help him do some small batches. Yep. Um, it's fun. He uh, so uh, one of our other set of friends. Um, he he's known him longer than I have. Yeah, I think he went to school with uh, one of them, but uh, a, a couple Logan and Leslie. Um, they do like some like five gallon big batch beers together yep. and then we did some like the one gallon small batch oh. and uh we we log all those home home brews on untapped under the uh, moniker of uh night growler um and him and his friend uh logan they're they're both really big acdc fans so yeah. it's kind of like a play on night okay. growler yeah night growler all right um and all all the beers like are named aptly um about like different like rock rock and roll or like metal songs because that's, cool. that's like you know uh, in fact, one that we did, um, this is probably one of my favorite ones we brewed. Uh, we, I mean, we stick mostly to kits, but like we'll, we'll, we'll vary a little bit off of them. Yep. Um, and we did, uh, 
can't remember if it was a porter or stout. I'm pretty sure it was a porter. Um, and it was, uh, we added a little bit of rum in it. We, we got Whoa. Bacardi Gold, uh, and we did it in the bottling process after, like, the ferment and all that. Wow. Um, and we called it, instead of, you know, the song, If You Want Blood, You Got It by ACC. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we didn't get too creative here, but I'll take credit for this one. Um, if You Want Rum, You've Got It. Um, <laughs> and it had just enough rum on it. Like, I like you, it. you were aware it was there. Like, we didn't, we didn't put a full shot. I just put a little splash in each one. We, yeah. We, we kept it pretty consistent, and it came out pretty good. That's cool. Um, but I definitely, like, I think the thing about beer that's cool is just learning more and more about all that stuff, because I, I think life in general, just learn about things you like and keep learning. Absolutely. Like, what's the point of being complacent and not learning new things? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, my brother and I just got into brewing um, this year. We, you know, had talked about it for a long time, um, but this year finally started to get into it, and we brewed originally with a kit uh, that we got from Central Street Farmhouse uh, downtown. And that was a lot of fun. And like we had our, you know, our learning moments from that and successes and failures from that. Um, it's pretty hard to fuck up a kid as long as you, uh, you know, you're sanitized and you literate. follow the directions. That? <laughs> literate. Yeah. And, and you're literate. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, in my incredibly seasoned uh, beer brewing career after one kit, uh, I decided I would go out on my own and, and do uh, do my own beer which we brewed for my uh, my brother Matt's wedding, um, and totally uh, fucking copyright infringed uh, Letterkenny and called it Puppers. Uh, <laughs> shout out to uh, my buddy Evan for creating the label on that one. But uh, again, back to back to what we were talking about with the Citra and the Mosaic, um, that was a pale ale uh, hopped with uh, Cascade and Citra. And then um, the most e- recent iteration, uh, which I actually still have a couple of, I'll get you one before you leave, but uh, Pale Ale um, with Mosaic and Citra. Oh, okay. uh, and um, <clears throat> instead of priming sugar, used honey. So um, pretty cool, a little bit inconsistent. Go back to the drawing board, figure out what the fuck you did wrong. Uh, like you said, learn more about it, figure out what you did, uh, and grow from it. That's uh, and that's that's a good point to to um, translate that to every part of your life. I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, funny, funny you mentioned about the prime and sugar with that. I, I, I like the honey edition. Uh, we did. They they have these like little, uh, like they're almost like little fizz pops, mm-hmm. and they equally distribute. Oh, that's um, cool. So yeah, uh, we, every every batch that I've done anyway, I, don't, I think they might have might have strayed away from that with their larger batches, but um, every batch we did that and that helped with that a little bit. So pre pre bottling. Um, so yeah, like oh, when, when you, before you actually put them into the bottles, you literally yeah. just pop in a little, yep. Oh, know, into the bottle. Yeah. Into the bottle. It's like, oh, no little, it's like literally, it looks like a little like jawbreaker or something. That's cool. Basically. Yeah. No, it's, it's super great. They have, uh, I think it's Northern Bruin that, that, yeah. that sells them. I'm sure other places do too, wow. but that's, that's, I think that's where we got most of the kit stuff from. So yeah, that's, that's really the only, uh, downside to carbonation in this beer is that it's inconsistent as hell. You'll open up some that are completely still, and then some of them will just fucking blow the top right off of it. It's uh, I mean, the carbonated ones are great, but like the the non-carbonated ones, if you end up with one of those, it, it kind of just tastes like drinking iced tea with mosaic. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, as funny as it is, I've actually had a couple of the home brews that that he's done. You whether it be one that that I did with him or one that that they did with him. Um, and they end up, they end up being pretty decent, even if they're not like carbonated, like yeah. you nail the flavor and it's just like, right. I know sometimes the carbonation isn't there and it's hard. You can't really control it. Well, I mean, if you don't have the optimal conditions and stuff, no. I mean, no. 
I mean, it's very jerry-rigged. You know, we're doing this in, like, like our apartments. Like, right. It's right. not, you know. It's not 100% temperature controlled. And, no, yeah. exactly. So, uh, but it's a fun process, man. I, I, I just enjoyed getting into it. Um, he kind of invited me into doing it, and and it's something I'm interested in. I think I'm going to start doing my own one-gallon kits here pretty soon. Yeah. I have the space to do it now that I'm not in a tiny-ass Portland apartment, so. I think, uh, I think if you get the time, it's definitely worth it. And, I mean... If you're gonna drink the beer, like if you're gonna actually drink the beer and enjoy it, it's uh it's pretty inexpensive. And obviously, the, on the larger the scale you do it, the less expensive it becomes. But yeah, I mean, you can. For my brother and I, we we brew a five gallon kit and we both get a case of beer. And that case of beer, you know, goes us uh, a good a good while just hanging out in the fridge. We share some with friends, and I I think that's a lot of the fun of it too is is sharing it with other people. And um, I don't know, it's it's just fun. It's fun all all the way around. I agree. I don't know. I just it's, it's cool. I give it to my friend. Like, hey, look, I did a thing. Yeah, look at this. <laughs> look at this. And I and I did. I, I mean, I was the one I was talking about in particular. I was pretty proud of that. I shared that with a couple of my my old roommates. And uh, you know, it's like it's it's something. Like, it's a process. Like, it may not have came out perfectly, but but it's it's also an incredibly complex process that uh, can easily turn into a drain pour. Exactly. Like it. it the, the the thing really the major thing that I learned is that like every step like you really got to make sure everything's sanitized because yeah. that can make or break like right. like you you screw that up and like that that pretty much can screw up the whole process and yeah you can just the fact that you know if your if your beer makes it into a bottle without being a science experiment you've already won like this this can't be bad no there's, there's sure. no way so yeah uh I definitely recommend anybody who's ever thought about it to to branch out and explore and get into crap brewing. I mean, for uh, you know, for a couple hundred bucks, you can be into a pretty decent system. Um, not too bad. Yeah, it's a cool hobby. If nothing else, you're being self sufficient. You're making your own beer. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I might have to start moving that way. Student loan debt catching up to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit more economical, and I don't know. But it's fun. It's it, it, it's really like you know. It's like you're doing something. Like you're crafting something. Yeah. Not not trying to be punny with it, but just legitimately you're crafting something. Absolutely. And that's, there's 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 a lot to be said about that. All right. Let's uh let's wrap this present. I think uh, I think we've given the <laughs> listeners enough. Um, so uh, thank you again, guys, for listening to the beers from last night podcast. Uh, cannot possibly thank you enough. Um, seeing those numbers go up and uh, I really appreciate you guys listening uh, all your support your shares your subscribes everything like that uh, people like Brandon reaching out and uh, wanting to come on to the podcast and, and shoot the shit about beer um, re- reach out to me honestly if you if you have a legitimate interest in doing this podcast with me you heard how much fun we had uh, please do reach out I know uh, Brandon will be back again um, so Again, uh, thank you very much. Make sure you follow the uh, social media page. It's uh, at Beers from Last Night on Instagram. Email me your uh, questions for the upcoming Q&A episode at beersfromlastnight at gmail.com. And uh, Brandon, thank you so much. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you, man. I, uh, I I just enjoyed talking about beers. And, I mean, hell, just having a beer with you, man. It's 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 been a hot minute since, yeah. since, since I've gotten to see you. So Too long. Uh, uh, I'd say really just in close and the only thing I'd say is just everybody have a safe holiday you know be smart don't drink and drive um, and uh, get to your destination safely and enjoy time with your family because I think as you and, and your friend Paul mentioned you know it's, that's valuable time that it is. I feel like us as a culture we don't appreciate enough so nope. this is a good time of year to appreciate it, it so, and, and I know I am I know he is so yep. everybody else just enjoy that time with your family awesome 
Thank you guys for listening. This has been the Beers from Last Night Podcast.